0: Hey there, I'm Trevor Houston, the creator of the Who You Know Summit, and I'd like to welcome you to the Who You Know Job Networking Show. On our program, we'd like to show you a job
1: search
2: like you've never seen.
3: Everything from getting noticed by employers, how to properly format your resume, and how to network effectively using LinkedIn to drive recruiters to your profile.
2: We even take suggestions from our amazing community. So if you want to learn all things job search, go ahead
0: and subscribe now focus it's all about the job search so if you want to learn how to land that next success you heard them all you got to do is subscribe and ring that bell so you don't miss out on a thing all right welcome back to the who you know job networking show we're super excited we got a very special guest with us today connor cuneen he is uh aka the irishman speaks and uh let me tell you a little bit about connor so excited to have him here with us he received the president's gold medal award for volunteer service oh, wow. for the work he does with those in job search. Uh, he's hosted Job Talk uh, Radio in Chicago and is also the author, author of "I'm Gonna Mess This Up." Sheaf uh, Gab? Did I say that right, Sheaf Gab? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I got it right. Hey guys, c- you know, congrats to me, Sheaf Gab. <laughs> You get a gold Uh, star. Staying sane, motivated, and productive in the job search. So, everybody, let's give a big round of applause and a major welcome for Connor Kunin. All right. Man. Hi, guys. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So, all right. First thing I know we're all just dying to hear about is this gold medal award. Oh, yeah. Tell us about that. What's that all about?
1: Right. Uh, That's actually an award I got a number of years back, actually from uh, President uh, Obama. It was the President's Gold Medal Award for Volunteer Service for the work I did with people in job search. And the basic idea behind it is that I spent so many hours and days working with people on a pro bono basis, helping them to uh, stay sane, motivated and productive during what is a really challenging time. Mm, And uh, I was nominated. The, the gold medal, and I got a piece of paper.
0: That's awesome! All right. yeah. yeah, that's great. So, so like, yeah. so did you have to like? How does that work? Do you have to like log your hours or something, or like how does that even work? I don't. I never heard of that. It's awesome yeah. though.
1: Someone has to log my hours. I, I'm actually involved here. I'm just living west of Chicago, Trevor, and I'm involved with an organization called the Career Networking Center, and I've actually been involved with them and on the board maybe for the last 15 years sure. or so. And what we do is we basically provide the same kind of services that you're trying to provide. It's a small uh, non profit. We have, we've been helping on average about 1,000 people a year over the last god knows how many years, and quite a lot more right now, obviously. Yeah, and uh, someone uh, with the CNC said, uh, uh, we should give this guy a piece of paper and call it a gold medal. so um, I got a piece of paper with no gold. <laughs> no, gold. <laughs> no. <laughs> Connor, Last night, I
2: joined the people at The Path. Fred Johnson's The Path group. He yeah. met him with, uh, with Paul Cameron. And uh, I am wanting to infiltrate you guys' network up there in Chicago. So you and I will talk a little bit, as long as you don't mind, and I will let you guide me to where uh, I should go when it comes to Chicago.
1: Well, I'm not sure if we can allow the Texans to
2: infiltrate into Chicago. Because last night but, I did um, this on the Zoom call. <laughs> all
1: right. Well, uh, actually, uh, that's another excellent organization that I, I've spoken to quite a lot. And uh, Fred Johnson and the the PATH group here, uh, they're actually only half a mile down the road from me. Really? And they do a fantastic job. Uh, I was with uh, community
2: See, I was close to it.
1: <laughs> yeah. So...
0: So, so uh, talk to us about your your uh, the radio show that you did, or are you still doing that uh, job talk radio? Or talk,
1: talk to us no, about that. No, we're not doing it anymore, Trevor. Uh, the it was basically we were uh, weren't doing a lot in terms of sponsorship. We were just doing it to help people in job search and the uh, radio operators uh, started to have this capitalist notion that they should get paid or we should pay them for the time. <laughs> and uh, we thought that was <laughs> a bit uh, uh, over the top. We weren't getting a lot of sponsorship, but getting a lot of our core listeners, though we might have had uh, three, four 400, 500 job seekers listening each week kind of thing. Uh, that doesn't really allow a lot of opportunity for uh, sponsorship. So when they started pushing the price up, we said, sorry, gang
0: gotta gotta go yeah i hear you well i'll tell you what now it's um you know d- depending on how you're doing it right it, there's a lot of people doing like podcasts and different shows oh Just, it's awesome you it's don't exploded. have to have a lot no. of money to do you know no. a podcast or a show I or, know, cause or anything there's a lot of people <laughs> doing their own right i mean matter no. of fact um joe rogan right he's like the number one podcast ever and i think he got paid like some on $50 million or something. He got a big check. Big, yeah. big, big check for his podcast. And since that, and well, this year, they're they're talking about millions of new podcasts getting started because he kind of, like, set the bar high yeah. for that. Mm-hmm. But it's something that people are just doing out of their, out of I their didn't house. I know
2: that's how he got mm-hmm. started. That's yeah. Cool. Oh, yeah, he
0: started out of his house. And wow. audience. you know, like, they built an audience. And if you go through his story, like, he built an audience. And then, then he went to the studio, uh-huh. and like, as they were kind of growing, then so did the production quality, right? And he's
2: been invited into a number of things, you know, that, that game show. What was it? Fear Factor? Oh, Fear
0: Factor. Oh, he, he and then the that.
2: UFC. He's a f- one of the official yep. guys for the UFC. Yeah, he's, wow.
0: he's got the pull. Yeah, <laughs> sure. yeah he's got the we got to gotta pull. get
2: Joe Rogan on this show. <laughs> let's get Joe Rogan. <laughs> but <laughs>
3: but well, well, Con- he's not here today. Conor, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. yeah One thing I'm interested to hear about, uh, because we know, right, the DFW area, what the job landscape looks like, what the job market um, holds at this point. So how about Chicago? Can you talk to us a little bit about that area? And do you work outside of that region?
1: Uh, Well, I mean, Chicago's probably hit just exactly the same way as every other major city right now. I mean, prior to COVID, things were pretty good here. We had an unemployment rate. And I'm talking about that word unemployment, which is a word that I hate. Uh, in a few minutes' time, but we have an unemployment rate of about three and a half, four percent 4% only. Now it's gone up to God knows what, and this, Chicago relies so much on tourism and hospitality, and that has just been wiped out. So there's oh, a lot yeah. of people yeah. really going through pain right now.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's that's for sure. I can feel it, right? So, I mean, in the job seekers that are, are tuning in right now, we, we feel you. I mean, really. I... I I'm not going to name any names, but I, you know, reached out to a guy today that you could just feel it in his words. You know, we were having a conversation and and so I was like, look, I just I got to reach out because people are hurting. People are really hurting and, you know, and and there's fear and there's anxiety and it can feel like quicksand and you can feel like you're sinking and and the harder you you try, the, the quicker you sink. and. Um, you know, you feel like you're not going anywhere and you're, you're not accomplishing anything. And these days are going so fast. Those days are if coming, you notice that, by.
2: Yeah, they are. right?
0: But what I want you to know, guys, is, uh, hold on. I just want to read them off again. Okay. I want to read these off again. Charles Mitchell, congratulations. Nicholas Benacotti, uh, congratulations. Jim Ramsbottom, uh, Sarit Kamar, uh, Michael Abigail, Leon Nesbitt, Alex Levine. There's a lot of landings there's still hope guys. So don't, don't feel hopeless. Yeah. Don't be discouraged. Um, you know, we got to get your mindset in the right position because if we're feeling down and, and, and it's okay to feel down every once in a while, but sure. If you carry that into your interviews, it's going to be, a, it's going to be, it yeah, will
2: show in that. It'll show up. On it, yeah.
0: So talk to me about that. How are you lifting up, you know, your, your audience of job seekers, you know, to get out of that, that funk, you know, that they can be in sometimes.
1: Right. And that funk is completely understandable. Uh, it trouble. is. There's no problem with that. But what I try and do a lot of the time is uh, I try to provide uh, solid ideas to help people stay stay motivated and productive. And what I always ask people to do is um, to reframe certain things. So what do I mean by that? So, for instance, if you're back in the business world and something goes badly wrong, you can call it a disaster or you can call it a challenge. Mm. If you're in job search right now, yeah, it is bad. It's a tough moment. But I think if you actually start reframing it as a challenge, Mm. that's the first mental uh, trick that I try to put to people because this is a mind game. Oh, yeah. And you mentioned it earlier. um, If you walk into an interview and you're looking uh, down, beaten up, which is natural, but I give some tips as to how you can actually get over that before the interview as well. Um, But if you can see it as a challenge, this whole thing. I think it changes the way you look at it. The other point about that, and I said this, well, I hate the word unemployed. I actually refer to it as a profanity for job seekers, okay? Yeah. Um, because my basic view is that you're not not unemployed. You're, you're doing the hardest job oh. you've ever done in your life, yeah. probably. Yes. So don't tell me that you're unemployed. If you reframe this as I'm in job search for instance. Um, so, instead of saying I'm unemployed, you say I'm in job search, it changes your mindset again. You're not a victim, you're actually an active participant in trying to, d- to define your future. Love right?
2: that, love that. I like the word transition because it means that you're, de- that's me personally, because you're doing something, you're moving from one, one way, uh, one place
0: to another. I like that as well. Yeah. yeah we, You know, career yeah. transition is, is kind of the term that we use around here. You know, not unemployed. You're, you know, I, I like that. It, it, and it's all about the mindset, like you said. And, you know, to be able to um, elevate that mindset. So I, I want you to think about this. This is for the audience, okay? I want you to imagine that tomorrow, okay, tomorrow you have an interview, okay? And it's the only one that you've had in the last for a while yeah, two months okay you got that interview your your livelihoods riding on it but tonight you uh turn on the tv and uh you just found out that you you won the lottery okay you got the winning lotto numbers okay what does that do to your mindset Ooh, that's a good scenario and you haven't got the money yet <clears throat> Mind you, right? You haven't cashed it in yet. The money is not in your bank account. You got the ticket. You got the ticket. Okay. But what I'm saying is, is your mind, like, did you feel, I felt my heart elevate a little bit when I said it. Yeah. I won the lottery. Was it powerful? Okay. Felt good. (laughs) Right. And all of a sudden your mindset shifts a little bit. And this is what we call millionaire mindset. Right. And, and you have to think about what questions you would ask the employer. If you had a million dollars in the bank, what, what questions would you ask them? Would you be a little bit more selective? Would you care if they said no? Right? Would you be more, again, What? how, how would it change the dynamic of the actual interview itself if you had a million dollars in the bank and you were doing it because you wanted to, not because you had to? Right? So it's about a mindset uh, a shift. It's a mindset. It's just a shift in mindset. And I think it's pretty important. you know.
3: Maybe another way to frame that too would be think about because a lot of you have had more than one job and in some cases you've left one job for another, right? Mm. Yeah. You, you you were employed and yep. somebody else made you an offer, yep. right? Or, or you were in that position where you didn't have to leave and now maybe you got laid off, right? Maybe, maybe this transition, this time isn't of your doing or choosing, but think about how you address that, yeah, other situation that other experience that you had yeah what, mind-
0: what would you do yeah if you were uh, employ if you were working and you had a career that you absolutely loved you're thriving in it things are phenomenal and you're doing extremely well what questions or what would the other company have to have to make you leave Right, and that's the question you need to start asking those kind of questions to the company when you're interviewing them mm-hmm. right what what would cause you to say you know what uh, I appreciate it I'm putting in him two weeks and I'm going somewhere else right like why should I go over here why should I Yeah. why should I come to you right because it is a two way street in your interviews it's not this um, and it may feel that way right now it may feel one way where they're just grilling you in questions I'd like to ask the audience that does it feel that way does it feel like the uh, the interviewers right now are just grilling you or are your interviews conversational are you able to have dialogue inside of your conversations I need you to tell me that in the comments, I'd love to hear from you about that.
3: Mm-hmm. Connor, what, what's some of your insight on that, that that perception, that mentality?
1: Well, I, I think, uh, Mark, that the a lot of the job seekers, I mean, you get the Dear John letters or Dear Joan letters, and you're uh, getting being told, no, you're a great candidate, but you're not the right one for us. So a lot of people are kind of mentally per- walking into the interview not feeling good about themselves. Mm-hmm. But you've got to walk into the interview, as I said, 12 foot tall and bulletproof. How do you do that? Mm. You do that, I think, by basically uh, fooling the brain for a short period of time. To, and so when I talk about is getting positive in so you can get positive out. Positive in, positive out. And simple little things like part of the interview prep should be that you actually s- structure or schedule some time that I will read material that makes me feel good or watch material that makes me feel good, or watch comedy or something like that that makes me feel good. So I'm feeding just good stuff into the brain for a couple of hours before the event. All I've got to do for 45 minutes is be on stage, positive, upbeat, and with a good attitude. Once the interview is finished, maybe I can go back into a a temporary funk again or something like that. But I'm going on too long. The one simple trick that does work and uh, I'd love to see your reaction on what I actually give this uh, trick is before the interview or before the telephone interview, Google pandas. Pandas. <laughs> ah, I love it. Panda, panda, pandas. What? Yeah. Listen.
2: Yeah. Oh,
3: wow.
1: <laughs> right. So even, even before you've Googled it, you guys are laughing. Yeah. Right? The idea is if two minutes before the interview you can find some way to get a natural laugh or a piece of something to make it feel good that's going to show at the personal interview or even on the phone call the interviewer will actually hear you smile that's
0: that's awesome so so mark i feel like you're talking you're thinking of a different kind of panda i was just thinking of a panda what I'm, kind of panda are you thinking about
3: I'm just I'm thinking of pandas, but because uh, you got real excited, my, <laughs> he, he did. I have toddlers, right? Okay, <laughs> oh yeah. So you guys I have toddlers, and there's the Secret Life of Pets, okay? Right, the movie, and there's the bunny, right? Who's Kevin Hart? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, the, yeah. the 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 voice of the bunny is Kevin Hart. Yeah. And oh wow, he sings a song called Panda. It's like the rapper. Yeah, song, yeah, yeah. It's Panda. But it's Kevin Hart. Okay.
2: All
0: right. So funny. you did it's think of a Hart. different panda. So I did think of a different panda. I was wondering panda, where you were panda. going. I was wondering. You were
3: thinking
2: about that cartoon. Panda but also thing. being
3: Asian, I'm very familiar with pandas. <laughs> and pandas <laughs>
1: right? are hilarious. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. They, they are. They're absolutely hilarious. And that's what this is all about. And I do know that from the workshops that I do, um, when I mention this, I mean, there's been, I can remember two occasions in the last year, when I mentioned this at workshops, so people kind of go, and then they laugh, but actually on two separate workshops, two people, one person each workshop said, it works. I did it, and it worked, and I told one of my friends to do it, and he said it worked as well. It doesn't have to be pandas. Someone else said it could be little pet goats or something like that, but something that'll put a smile in your face just before the interview. Then you're walking into that interview good body language, which the interviewer recognizes. Love that.
0: Yeah, it's all, it, it is mindset, guys. Your job search is so much mindset like let's uh let's get some motivational videos some motivational things uh fed into your spirit every single day like it could be the first thing that you do in the morning to like get yourself up Uh, maybe it's like that rocky balboa you know uh theme song you know like something to get you jazzed up you got to get pumped up you got to get that mindset in the right place, go to YouTube and just type in uh, inspirational videos. Trust me, there's so much out there, and if you're not feeding your mind that, um, it's easy to get in a funk. It really is. Yeah.
2: Susan straub says she's heard of this panda thing before, so apparently that's not just on this show. <laughs> yeah, you got it. I've been it
1: for a number of years. I'm claiming credit for a gang.
2: <laughs> when you think of pandas, you, hey, you do. Ma- it does make you show your teeth. He, he's got does. he's got
3: the presidential gold medal,
2: so I'm going to take That's his right. word for it. Yeah. maybe
3: he's proliferated that. That's come all the way down, right? To, to hey, we're still in the, the central U.S., so very well likely could happen. Um, I see there here. you you're quite the Mark Twain fan. It looks like uh, yes,
1: I've actually written two books on Mark Twain. Uh, Excellent. Uh, one of them is. Uh, this one here behind me, uh, Mark, Mark Twain, suppose you were in England, Mark Twain on politics and politicians. And uh, this other one over here is Mark Twain can learn you about public speaking. Yeah. So um, I, I've uh, written two books on him. Uh, he a, was a wonderful uh, writer and social commentator as well. So it's uh, just one of the other little activities I've got going on as well as some of my other books.
3: Well, I guess to kind of relate the two, I mean, Mark Twain has a ton of, of great quotes, right, and in, in quips that he has. I mean, just you know, many, many, many quotes and quips that you can read about Mark Twain. He's just got
0: full of knowledge and insight. All right, Connor. Yeah. Uh, guys, we got to go to a quick commercial break. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back, and we're going to hear more from Connor. Excited. Trevor Houston here, and I want to thank you for tuning in to the Who You Know Job Networking Show. We hope you've been inspired encouraged, educated, and entertained all at the same time. For information on our different events, workshops, partners, or partnership opportunities available, check out whoyouknow.show for more details. And be on the lookout for our new mobile app coming soon. You never know how this show could help someone you know, you know? And if we've made an impact or put a smile on your face today, don't forget to hit that share button on your way out. Until next week, it's all about who you know. Bye!